It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years and Retrospective Fancast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I just wanted to match the energy. because I, was... <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. That was very weird of me. This is episode 15. Woo. Or 14, but probably 15. Yes. I'm still confused, but one more after this, we stop being confused. So just don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. It is fine. Um, yeah. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah. A little tired, but such is life nowadays. I feel like I'm always tired. Honestly, same. <laughs> it's, you know, living is just kind of exhausting these days. But hey, we're doing it. By the time this episode airs, we'll be seeing each other very soon. Will we be together the week that this comes out or the week before? Maybe. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's exciting. That's exciting. We're going to try and do one when we're physically together. I, I think we're going to do that. I feel yeah. like we should. I feel like we have to. It's the plan. Yeah. I'm just going to make it a plan right now. <laughs> yeah, let's just decide we're doing that. That's what it's we're doing. Happen. We're telling it to you guys, so we have to do it. What are you nostalgic for this week? Uh, <laughs> getting Slurpees. Wow. Yeah. Um, I used to live down the street, like my child at home was down the street from this little market in a neighborhood and it was cute. And we would just bike ride up there and go get Slurpees and they were always amazing. (laughs) And I, I missed, I missed that, I guess the whole experience, but like Slurpees themselves, I have not had one in so long Yeah, and they're great. So I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. What are you nostalgic for? My 25th year of life. (laughs) Oh, What happened? <laughs> I'm 27 now, and 26 was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> that was the 26 was the year that the pandemic hit. I, I turned 26 right before. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, there was a pandemic, but we're still kind of currently living in it. But 25, 25 was like chef's kiss. Like it was perfect. I that was a good year for me. I was. I was doing a lot of traveling. I made a bunch of new friends. We met in 2019. Hey. I, everything was, 2019 was, 2019, 25 slash 2019 was great for Tay. That was a good year for me. So I'm nostalgic for that particular year of life. 2019 was the best year. It was the best year. It was the best year. Like, I, I was 23. So I'm 25 now. So it's funny when you said 25, I was like, ooh, mine. That's my year. Um, no, 2019 was a really good year. And I feel like if you ask everybody, everybody was like, 2019 was my year. I don't understand why everyone had like an amazing 2019. And then all of a sudden it was like, no. No. That's probably why. The universe is like too many people had a good year. We got to balance it out. We got to balance it out. Pandemic. Shut it all down. Wrap it up. We can't do anything else. It's not allowed. No one can be with each other. No. No happiness. How dare you even. Unless you live in Australia. Yeah, I literally met like people that are now like my best friends in that year. Just in that year alone. (laughs) Truly. What a year. Well, now that I've sufficiently made myself sad. (laughs) 
want to get into the episode? It's okay, we're seeing each other in like a week. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're so close to being together in person. Oh my gosh. Imagine. Okay. I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, please. <laughs> cool. So this episode is titled The B-Team of Life. It aired January 28th, 1994. And the description is, Corey is put on the second string in basketball and starts to think everyone around him isn't paying any attention to him. Yeah. Yeah. Must be hard. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know why that was so funny, <laughs> but it really it was. That was extremely good for me. Thank you so much. I think it was a combination of that and like your facial expression, like, mm. oh. <laughs> must be hard. <laughs> I mean, oh god, we'll get into it more in the episode. But I'm, yo, I'm glad we had similar feelings about it because I was like, okay, can't wait, can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> All right, oh man, let's jump into the cold open. Uh, Corey, Sean, and nameless third friend. Another black boy. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, they're all in the, hosp- the hospital. They're <laughs> oh god. Oh god. They're just chilling in the hospital. They're in the hospital together. Yo, I think record I've like we were doing two episodes in a row for a while. And then when we stopped doing it, my body forgot how to do it. And now the second one is just like (laughs) like it's crazy. Oh my god. Okay. Corey Sean and nameless third friend, another black boy, very excited about this. Uh, They're all in the hallway when the basketball coach comes out and puts the team list up on what looks like his office door. They start talking about the basketball team's uh, two tiers, the first and second string. Sean asks, which is worse, making second string or not making the team at all? Corey says second string. And then he says, which is worse, second string or falling out of an airplane onto the Empire State Building and landing on your eye? Wow. That's apples and oranges, my dude. <laughs> you simply, you can't land on your eye either. Like, you would land on your face, if anything. Your eye is in a socket in your head. Like, you can't... Anyway. <laughs> so, there's... Man, this episode. Sean says, if you make the second string, you still have to sit on the bench in front of everyone. Your uniform's always clean, and you get a ridiculously high number, like 867 or something. Corey says, but it's not anything any of us have to worry about. Minkus enters the scene, sees that he's made the B team, and is very excited. Wait till I tell my father. Gosh, I love, I love that he's he he went to join the basketball team. Yeah, good for Minkus. Like how incredibly ambitious of him, and he's he did. so stoked. He's so excited to sit on the bench. Third friend Harris apparently suggests they go check the list just to make sure the coach spelled our names right. He and Sean both make the team. They go look. Sean says, "Surprise, Arama." It reminded me of a Goofy movie. Not going oh, okay. I haven't seen <laughs> a Goofy that, movie no. in a long time. Is it that one? The one that's like stoned coated? <laughs> the one that has the cheese. <laughs> yeah, the cheese. The Leaning Tower of Cheese, I am? Yeah, that. Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> I wrote that down, though. I was like, why? Why did Why did Sean talk like that? Surprise, <laughs> It's wild. It's wild. Oh, man. Corey checks the list and realizes his name is on the B team. They spelled A with a B. Shut up, Corey. (laughs) Sean says he's reading the wrong list, and he and Harris look at it and realize that Corey is actually on the B team. Sean's like, it's got to be a typo. Corey says, it's handwritten. (laughs) He 
He can't believe he made the second string. He says, just drop me on the Empire State Building and like opens his eye and just like throws his head down. Very fun. Sean takes the ball that Corey is holding and he and Harris start like slowly backing up. They're like, ah, so what? It's no big deal. It doesn't change anything. I mean, it's not like you're going to lose all your friends and then they flee the hallway. (laughs) They run away. Corey looks back at the list. He's very sad looking and that's the cold open. You know, I was on the second string of my mm. basketball team in middle school. Uh-oh. And... Oh, Sid is triggered. Corey just needs to chill. <laughs> like, you know, what second string tells you is you're not as good, and it's okay. It's because okay. Because it's middle school. <laughs> right. This isn't the NBA, Corey. I need you to relax. I, I don't know. I... Hmm. <laughs> I had some issues. <laughs> oh, man. We go into the first scene after the credits. Feeney is teaching the class about evolution, using some of the kids as examples. Minkus is homo sapiens. Phoenix is like, what? <laughs> Phoenix? Phoenix? What is Phoenix? What is Phoenix? <laughs> Why did that come out? <laughs> what? <laughs> We have to stop doing two in a row. <laughs> we can't. I can't do it. Me day can't do it. Oh, God. I think you saying it was already one thing, and it was the reaction that you had to it that made it even better. Um. <laughs> and I was just confused, and I don't even know what I was trying to say. Like, what, what was that? It was a combination of Feeny and what? I don't know. Maybe is? <laughs> I simply, I simply don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Wowzer, Bowser. Feeny is teaching the class about evolution, using some of the kids as examples. Minkus is homo sapiens, and Feeny's like, you can see they walk upright, have opposable thumbs, and are known for, and Sean finishes, a mother who labels his underwear. Minkus shoots back, at least I have more than one pair. Classist? Discuss. Yeah, I... <sighs> I didn't appreciate it. Didn't this love is it. one of those moments where yeah. I mean it happens with Sean too, where it's just yeah. like they say they say stuff. <laughs> I'm like I liked you. I liked <laughs> you a little and bit now ago. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Feeney asks the class a question and only Minkus raises his hand. He tries to get someone else to answer it, but no one does. So he's like, take it away, Minkus. And he gives an extensive answer that I could not care to follow. And Sean hits him on the head with one of the props they were using to symbolize Neanderthals. And Minkus does that thing where he's like, ow. <laughs> no <laughs> emotion. Problem. Just no emotion. Ow. Just like <laughs> dead man. <laughs> Feeney explains what Minkus is saying is that we were waiting for the lowest form of life to crawl out of the slime. Enter Corey. I'm here. And the class and the audience laugh because of the timing of him entering the room. Ha 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 It's so funny. He's like, what? And Sean says, Mr. Feeney was just talking about you. Corey hands a note to Mr. Feeney. He says, I was in with the basketball coach. I have a note. Did I miss anything? Feeney says, 200 million years of human evolution. Corey's like, cool. <laughs> and goes to sit down. <laughs> so Sean asks him, he's like, what's the deal? And Corey says, the coach told him it wasn't a mistake. He made second string. And Minkus overhears and goes up to his desk and shakes his hand and congratulates him and is like, did you tell your dad? And Corey's like, (laughs) no, I happen to like my dad. (laughs) The bell rings for lunch and everyone files out except for Corey. And Feeney's like, aren't you going to lunch? And Corey says, why eat? Eating would only keep me alive. Dramatic. It's so dramatic. And he's like, I don't get it. Minkus seems really excited to be on the B team. And Corey's like, I know you think Minkus is the next Alvin Einstein, but if he's so smart... How come he doesn't know that second string is for losers? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> like, Beanie says, Alvin Einstein, this is my life. <laughs> Corey's like, maybe I should just quit basketball completely. And Feeney's like, yeah, you probably should. Corey says, what? And Feeney's like, the lesson you missed was on natural selection. Nature has already made a selection for you. And as far as basketball is concerned, you are the dodo bird, which is very fun because dodo birds are extinct. (laughs) And Corey's like, no offense, but Darwin didn't know diddly about sports. He's like, no, he did. Survival of the fittest. In sports, the weak are weeded out. Only the strong survive. Corey's like, are you calling me weak? Feeney says, did you make first string? Gory's like, well, no, but maybe that's the coach's way of telling me to evolve. I'm going to crawl my way out of the slime of second string and slither into first. Look out, Feeny. I'm a species on the move. And he leaves. And Feeny says, it's so simple. And that's the end of the scene. I love that Feeny just did straight up call him like, you're weak a little bit. I mean, <laughs> if you weren't weak, maybe you would have made first string. Um, and obviously it was like a reverse psychology thing, but mm-hmm. it worked. It <laughs> so <worked>. Feeny wins. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene we go into uh, the Matthews house. Corey runs into the room that he shares with Eric and Eric is lifting weights, trying to become the new Eric. Corey's like, I don't want the new Eric. I need the Eric that's the best basketball player I know. Eric's like, I'm not the best at anything. I'm scum. And then he's like <laughs> lifting weights and he yells, you're scum. You're scum. After every lift, it's, it's very dramatic. Corey's like, I got a problem. I need to get better at basketball. Eric's like, you call that a problem? I laugh at your problem. Ha! <laughs> and Corey keeps trying to get his attention. And Eric just keeps yelling about how girls don't want to date him because he's not a, a muscly big senior. And he's doing sit-ups on the floor now and he says i'm a sophomore you know what that makes me and he and Corey just yell scum three times as he's doing sit-ups which is extremely funny he gets up and says seniors with their cars and their muscles and their burger king trainee hats (laughs) i don't know why that specifically is like what burger king trainee hats and that makes them extremely cool in their high school apparently and like cool love it more power to them (laughs) Corey's like you're ignoring me and eric says yeah well the whole world doesn't revolve around you core and he starts making muscle poses in the mirror Corey's like i'm starting to get that feeling and he leaves their room and that's that's that scene yeah Corey, the world doesn't revolve around you yeah also in this scene eric mentioned something about heather dumping him and i was like heather and him haven't been dating ages ago and so i am glad that someone actually put this on there apparently the episode was aired after it was originally supposed to and that's why like it was way after way earlier Um, maybe that's why there's a third friend oh my god so it all makes sense but i had like i was i was sitting here like no he's definitely dated people in between heather Heather was in the beginning (laughs) heather was like episode one through i think three or four yeah so it, it's way further than it was supposed to be, but it was not That's supposed crazy. to be this far down the road. That that makes sense. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> Is that IP theft? Um... <laughs> So we go into the next scene. We're in the Matthews living room. Amy is making Morgan a princess dress for the school play. Morgan says, I'm going to be the best princess in the play. And Amy's like, if you don't hold still, you're going to be the best princess with tetanus, which is fun for me. 
Corey Hope comes home from his game, and Morgan's like, I'm a princess. He replies, yeah, and I had lunch with Elvis. He just keeps walking. She's like, somebody's in a snicky mood, which <laughs> I did not know what she was saying. I had to read the captions for that one. I was like, snicky? I've never heard that word before. The oh, 90s. <laughs> Amy's like, what's the matter? Your first game didn't go well? He's like, yeah, that's a thing you could say. Want to hear about it? And then a timer dings. And he's like, oh, I got to get those cookies and slide in another dozen, but I'll be back in two seconds. Morgan runs by and says, I'll take the cookies out. And Amy's like, no, no, they're hot. And and like runs after her. And Corey sits down on the couch just as Alan's coming in the front door. Alan's like, hey, did you kill and eat a Vegas showgirl? Because there's a bunch of like tool and feathers <laughs> in front of him, which I thought was very funny. Corey's like, hi, Morgan's a princess today. And Alan sees he's kind of down and it's like, I'm sorry, I missed your game. Did your mom tell you why? He's like, mom and I didn't really get a chance to talk. And he starts to explain why he missed the game. And Corey's like, dad, it's okay. Okay. Alan's like, no, no, it's not okay. Tell me everything about your game. Give me the play-by-play. Corey's like, well, we won. And Alan's very excited, but right as he's about to tell his dad that he didn't play, Eric comes in the front door and interrupts and says, this is serious, dad. I need $36,000 right now. <laughs> and Alan's like, sure, can you break up 50000 And just like rolls his eyes at him. Eric's like, come on. Heather used the words other people. That means other people with cars. Give me the money for the car and I'll never ask you for anything again. Alan's like, no. <laughs> Eric's like, I thought you might say that. So what about $10,000 for a motorcycle? Say it with me, Dad. Harley. And Alan's like, say it with me, Eric. Schwinn. (laughs) And Corey's like, "Uh, excuse me, Dad. I'm still alive for free. And But Alan's not paying attention to Corey anymore. He says to Eric, you're not even old enough to drive. And Eric's like, oh, now you're on me for not being a senior. Alan says, sit down, Eric. Corey, tell us about your big game. Corey's like, I wouldn't call it big and I wouldn't call it mine. And then Amy comes in and says, hey, I didn't know you guys were home. And Eric's like, mom, do you want to see me on my motorcycle? Amy's like, no. And he says, see, dad, mom wants you to buy me the car. And Corey keeps trying to tell them about the game, but no one's paying attention to him. And eventually he just starts yelling about a fake big ending in which he won the game with a final free throw with no time on the clock. And they all start congratulating him. And Amy's like, you're such a hero. And he says, no, I'm not. I just made all that stuff up and morgan who's sitting on alan's lap with a plate of cookies just says he has an active imagination which i <laughs> very much loved for morgan Corey's like you know why i don't get to play i'm just a second string bench warming nobody and alan's like core and then amy interrupts him to say first there's nothing wrong with being second string like she says it really fast because she just knows that alan's gonna not say that and alan agrees with her and then amy's like now why didn't you tell us this before and eric says he told me and they both look at him and he's like this is gonna cost me the car isn't it and alan says why didn't you tell us you're supposed to tell us stuff that's why i'll sleep in the same room and Corey's <laughs> like you see i'm trying to spill my guts and you guys are having a family meeting this is why i have to make up a whole exciting life to get any attention and amy's like that's not true he's like it is he says to his dad, you spend half your time with Eric at the store and the rest of the time you're talking about his pathetic love life. And to his mom, he says, you're always braiding Morgan's hair or making a costume for her. I get that she's the baby of the family, but, and Amy starts to like interrupt him. He's like, being second string in basketball was hard enough, but I'm only on the second string in my own family. And he goes upstairs. That's the end of the scene. It's dramatic. Dramatic. Or he's feeling the middle child syndrome. <laughs> he is. He's feeling it real hard. Real bad. Um, Still, there's nothing wrong with second string. No. Nothing wrong with it, Corey. It's fine. Um, The fact they didn't go to the basketball game, I thought was interesting. Um, just, I, and uh, busy schedules. I, I get that too. But yeah. as soon as, as soon as he just walked in, like, yeah, the game was over. I was like, who drove you home? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. 
he needs to calm down. <laughs> like, I get it. We get an explanation of this kind of a little bit. We go into the kitchen with Amy and Alan, and they're talking about Corey's outburst. Alan thinks he's overreacting and wants to tell him so. And Amy's like, is he? And he's like, you think he's right, that I don't care as much about him, that I spend too much time with Eric. She says, no, I think he's going through middle pause. <laughs> Alan says, is that a scientific term? And she says, yeah. This week, Eric has girl problems and Morgan needs to be a princess. And there's a kid in the middle that didn't get heard. And Alan's like, ah, it's because there's three of them now. We let them outnumber us. When we had two of them, we could cover them man to man. Now we're on zone defense and Corey's problem got by us. Amy's like, what's the game plan, coach? He says, full court press, double team Corey. She says, go team go and slaps him on the ass. and, (laughs) And he's like, hey. And she says, it's just a little sport thing. They're very fun. I love them. <laughs> just a great couple. They're just very cute. They're doing well. And they're trying to make all of it work, Corey. Yeah. Man, this episode makes so much more sense knowing that it was supposed to come earlier, too. Yeah. It feels like an early season episode. We go into the next scene. They're at school. Minkus is talking to Corey about how great the game was sitting on the bench. He calls himself Minkus Abdul-Jabbar. And that is... <laughs> that was too much for me, personally. <laughs> that was a choice that the writers made. <laughs> that was truly... They... Uh, man yeah uh he says they couldn't have been any closer to the action unless they actually played and Corey just looks at him with one extremely raised eyebrow minkus gets the hint and leaves and sean and third friend harris come to the table sean has brought Corey a magazine a sports illustrated magazine with an article that lists famous sports stars who previously sat on the bench which is honestly a very sweet gesture from his friend he knows that he's down and so he's like here's something that's gonna make you feel better which i really like Corey starts to feel you know a bit encouraged his friends are like they all came back from the brink if you can do or if they can do it you can do it maybe coach will put you in the game today maybe you'll score 20 points Corey's like maybe then coach will put me on the a team permanently i'm gonna be season mvp i'm gonna be unstoppable and he rips open his shirt like superman to show his jersey (laughs) underneath and the coach walks by right at that moment and says matthews why are you suited up second string doesn't go to away games and all of his enthusiasm dries right up (laughs) he sits back down very sad (laughs) Yeah, that is wild. Because, I mean, I wasn't in sports in uh, high school or middle school. But I'm pretty sure that everybody went to all the games. Like, it was, like, kind of a big thing. Like, you were required to be at games. The only time that you're, like, not going to games or, like, events is when you don't qualify for certain things. But that's, like, always individual sports and right. not team sports. Right. Um. So that was weird. Also, it doesn't track with the end of this episode. Nope. <laughs> sure, sure does. <laughs> it really doesn't. That whole thing, I was like, that's a goof. Yeah. Who who did the writing on that? Of like, you don't get to go to the game. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> So in the next scene, Corey comes home from school and everyone is gone. He walks around the house a little. He calls out. Nobody's around. And he says, well, the furniture is still here. So you didn't move without me. And he sits down on the couch to watch TV. And there's a a montage of him watching a bunch of shows and eating snacks. And then it's like almost 630 and still nobody's home. He looks at his watch. He says, dinner time and nobody's home. I'm 11 years old. Come on. I'm on a schedule here. And he's trying to figure out what to eat. He like walks in the kitchen, looks 
around, he sees Feeney out the back window grilling a chicken on like a barbecue in his backyard. So he calls Feeney's house so he'll go inside and then runs out the back door with a fork, hops the fence, and stabs the chicken off the barbecue. But on his way back, he drops it in the planter. It's a very funny sequence. And there's like quirky (laughs) music playing in the background. Extremely fun. Feeney sees him trying to dig it out of the planter and is like, uh, Mr. Matthews, what are you doing? Corey says, burying a hamster he's like i see you've basted it in barbecue sauce and Corey gets up and is like nobody's in my house my family's abandoned me and feeney says why would they do something like that Corey says maybe because i only made second string that's why i'm trying to survive on my own he says i saw your chicken cooking and the voice of chuck darwin whispered in my ear just do it survival of the fittest you taught me that <sighs> Corey. <laughs> Oh boy. Feeney is like, first of all, snatching a chicken from a grill, it's hardly chasing down and spearing a mastodon. And second, your family went to your basketball game. Corey's like, they went? Why? I told them second string doesn't play. We just sit on the bench and rot. Feeney's like, well, one would assume they went to watch you rot. (laughs) And Corey's like, why would my family drive all the way to, I think he said Cheltenham? I don't. Seems like a made up word. It doesn't matter. To watch me sit on the bench. Feeney's like, perhaps if you kept listening to the voice of Chuck Darwin, you would have heard him say that the highest form of evolution is a family of human beings who genuinely care for each other which i think is a lovely sentiment mm-hmm. or he says what if it seems like sometimes they don't care and he says sometimes you have to give your family the benefit of the doubt that's part of your personal evolution you know what happens if you stop evolving and Corey picks the chicken up out of the planter and says i end up like this guy <laughs> Feeney's like, more or less. Corey then tries to convince Feeney to drive him to the game since his whole family went. Feeney's like, you trashed my dinner, so now I have to go find more food. Corey's like, please, <laughs> my family is finally there for me. I need to be there for me for them. And like, fake cries. And Feeney's like, have some dignity, man. My car's out front. And Corey immediately stops fake crying and is like, cool, if we dust this off, we can eat it on the way. The chicken that he's holding. And Feeney just shakes his head and walks towards the front of the house. And that's the end of that scene. Again, still confused as to why second string doesn't play at away games, and they went to an away game. I'm still confused. Yeah. I didn't really think about it until, like, we started recording this, but now I'm putting that together, and I'm like, that does not make sense. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it right in just a second here. Uh, we go mm-hmm. into the next scene. We go back into the Matthews house. They are all coming back from the game. We're surprised. Corey got to play. Amy says she's going to take Morgan up to bed, and she says she wants to say goodnight to Corey first. Corey goes to say goodnight to her, and she says, you are awesome, and kisses him on the cheek. And he says, must you kiss me? And then she blows a bunch of kisses to him as Amy takes her upstairs which I thought was very sweet very cute Mm -hmm. Alan's like you had quite the night and Corey says six points who would have thought that three first stringers would foul out and they'd need me to jump in Eric's like yeah maybe your coach learned he needs to bring a couple second stringers on the road to cover his butt huh Alan says that he's really proud of the way that Corey handled himself Corey says three baskets in the last minute Mr. Clutch sure we were up by 31 but still (laughs) Alan's like I'm not talking about the game I'm talking about how you handled Handled things today. You come home to an empty house, but you don't panic. You commandeer the neighbor's car and the neighbor, that's from Eric, and you get yourself to the game. And Corey's like, it's called survival of the fittest. I was explaining it to Mr. Feeney earlier. <laughs> Amy comes downstairs and says, well, Morgan doesn't want to hear a story from me tonight. She wants a story from the basketball star. Corey's like, I can squeeze in a little green eggs and ham before I hit the showers. And before he goes, he asks them why they drove all the way to this game to watch him sit on the bench because they must have had something better to do. Amy and Alan are like, it doesn't matter to us if you sit on the bench or if you score 100 points. Corey says, come on, it does so. 
Amy says, no, really, it doesn't. Sometimes I catch your father just watching you sleep. Now, this is only if there's nothing good on TV. But it is very sweet. <laughs> Corey's like, you still watch me sleep? Do you watch Eric? And Alan says, yeah, but I'll probably stop when he's a senior and gets a life. <laughs> <laughs> Eric says, hey, thank you for your support. I'm going to go eat something that causes zits because it doesn't really make any difference. And Amy says, listen, Corey, there's nobody in this family that's going to be disappointed in you as long as you try the best that you can. And Alan adds, we're only disappointed when you don't tell us that something is bothering you. Corey says, I tried, but nobody was listening. And then Morgan runs downstairs and says, you want to know who's in my room telling me a story? Nobody. (laughs) Amy's like, wait a minute, we're talking to Corey. Alan says, Corey, you have to make me listen. Just grab my face. And he grabs Corey's face here and says, hey, dad, listen to me. As long as you got my face, you got my attention. And Corey grabs Alan's face and now they're both holding each other's faces. And he says, dad, (laughs) yeah, let go of my face. And he lets go. It's very fun. This is also a moment that I just like remembered apropos of nothing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the episode in which this scene happens. Yes. Okay, great. Corey says, I kind of feel bad about the things I said. And don't you hate it when you have to apologize? Amy's like, yeah, but we don't mind hearing them. (laughs) Corey says, when you're 11 and you start hanging out at other kids' houses, you get to know a lot of parents. Believe me, I know the difference between the good ones and the bad ones. Alan's like, and? And Corey's like, and? Well, what do you want from me, blood? (laughs) (laughs) Morgan jumps off the couch and runs over and grabs Corey's face and says, where's my story? And then drags him by his face up the stairs. (laughs) And he's like, good night. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I don't. It's it's for this exact reason that you have an A team and a B team, so that if something happens to a lot of people on the A team, you have enough players to complete. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they were like, B team doesn't go to away games because it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's literally the reason. Yeah. It really confused me, but... Yeah. Me. <laughs> So we go into the end credits. Corey is telling his friends in Minkus about how Feeny drives like a maniac. I didn't know a gremlin could go that fast. And Sean's like, Feeny, he takes 20 minutes to peel an orange. Corey says, hey, I was in the car. He was driving insane, clipping corners, catching air over speed bumps. Minkus is like, are Feeny burning rubber? I think not. Corey says, I think the Feeny we see in the classroom is the Clark Kent side of him. <laughs> and then the coach and Mr. Feeney come around the corner. Feeney is wearing like drive, like leather driving gloves and aviator sunglasses. And the coach says, I would have had you if the light hadn't turned yellow. Feeney says, hey, you snooze, you lose. And he goes to the <laughs> classroom. And that's the end of the episode. God, I love Feeney. Yeah, he's great. He said, what was the lesson, Sid? The world doesn't revolve around you. I think was a big thing of this episode, but also like when things are bothering you, you should speak your mind or else like people don't know when when you're hurting or like when you need stuff. And that was just really key. Communication. And also just it's fine if you don't get exactly what you want. Yeah, Um, that's a big one. Like it's it's gonna be okay. Like, yes, you can be disappointed, but it's not the end of the world, bud. No, it's it irked me it really it felt like like knowing now that this was supposed to be earlier it makes a lot of sense because it reminded me of how they all were at the beginning of the show um and i do feel like the past couple of episodes have i mean last episode not not, last episode not so much last episode but in the ones before i felt like yeah okay like growing a little bit 
Yeah. <laughs> and this one just like reverted immediately back. And so did last episode, I guess, with like how he treats girls or just people in general. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now it, it definitely felt like it to me that it was supposed to be early on. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense knowing that it was supposed to be an earlier season episode. So at least we know what happened to Heather, you know? <laughs> We finally got some closure. <laughs> we got some, she broke up with him because he didn't have a car. And I, you know what? Fair, Heather. I get it. <laughs> you could date a senior. From what I remember, you were very pretty. So good for you. Go after what you want. <laughs> we should have Team Heather shirts. I think that that's extremely niche and would be very fun. All right. Well, that was episode 15. Yes. 14, 15, 15. 14, 15. <laughs> Cool. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. We share fun memes. We share when the episodes are out, and we also ask you uh, what you are nostalgic for. And if you respond, we might feature you on the show. Such as, sorry if this is incorrect, but at Hinata Froyo says sometimes I get hella nostalgic for Trix yogurt. Yeah, and yeah, That's a good one. <laughs> That was a thing that existed. It was. It was very colorful. I, it was yeah. small. It was they were very yogurt. small. They were very <laughs> small. Yeah. They were like the smallest little, like, not t- tubs, tubs of yogurt. Like, they were very tiny. But they tasted delicious. Yeah. They, yeah. I want cereal now. <laughs> oh, man. Cereal would be good. Cereal's never not good. I think I only have Rice Krispies right now, and the only reason why is to make Rice Krispie treats or little mm. stuff, and I don't have enough marshmallows. Oh, that's sad. So that is sad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'll get more. <laughs> yeah, you could also uh, email us at thelostyearspod at gmail.com. Um, tell us what you're nostalgic for there. Tell us what you are thinking, feeling, loving about the episode. And if you uh, want to rate us five stars and write us a review on iTunes, that would be not on iTunes, on um, Apple Podcasts, that would be wonderful and appreciated. It really helps us out, helps people find the show and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. That'd be great. We would, hey, we would love that if you would <laughs> come and join our family. <laughs> we'll embrace you with a big hug. Yeah. Because we're vaccinated. <laughs> And we can do that. We can hug you safely. And so should you. Hey, get vaccinated. <laughs> hey, get vaccinated. Um, Never said that on the show before. We haven't, but should. it's important. Yeah. Please get <laughs> vaccinated. And both shots, not just one, unless it's the J&J, and then that's fine. But like, do it. You should do it for everyone's safety and your own. Just, you know, vaccinations. They're great. Um, <laughs> Insert the, the more you know. <laughs> Insert the more. I can't remember if we said that this episode or last episode. I can't either. I think I, um, it doesn't. <laughs> Listen, full disclosure, we're recording these back to back because we're banking for a future in which I won't be here. So not forever. I said that like it's really dark. I'm dying. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so we might have said the more you know in the last episode. It might have been this episode. I truly cannot remember. But either way, the, the lesson is get vaccinated. So, okay. Um, okay. Thank you to the Scavengers <laughs> Network for being our podcast home. We really appreciate being on the network. You can check out other great shows on the network like Unnatural 20s and Historical Hotties on scavengersnetwork.com. And if you like the show, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Um, for $2 a month, you can get access to all of the bonus content and every donation helps us. And helps us do cool things on the network. Me and Sid yeah. are in the process of brainstorming what we want our bonus episode to be. So look forward to that. It's coming. I promise. I promise. Or will it? 
Oh, well, this is the end of the podcast now. Thank you so much for listening, for spending your time with us. And thanks to Tay for the intro and outro music. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you want to follow us individually, our our handles are in uh, the main social media, but... You can also come hang out with me at twitch.tv slash it's Taycro. T-A-Y-Y-C-R-O. It's a very fun place. It's a it's a loving, warm community. We call ourselves the cronies. That's fun. Cronuts are a big theme. So, you know, you want to be a crony, come hang out. And um, yeah, that's all I got. You can find me on TikTok. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> find me on TikTok at Sudsley. Uh, post some stuff. It's mostly McElroy related stuff. I have I mean, it's good to- content though. Thanks. <laughs> um, I've come to realize that that's my brand until I get back into dancing videos. Um, yes. Just doing some goofs. So if you like that stuff, feel free to follow me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all. All right. We're going to we're gonna end the podcast now. So I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is over. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs> Your Tay. You're Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Goodbye, fam. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 